Welcome to the Voo Church Podcast. Your story is still being written. God specializes in the mess, and He is ready to restore us to better than before. Get ready for a special message from Pastor Chad Veach as he shares valuable insights we can look to when we find ourselves in the middle of a mess. Tune in next week for Mature Us, a brand new collection of talks focused on strengthening relationships to go the distance. Now let's lean into the message together. Come on, let's make some noise for Jesus today. Come on. Come on, todo mi gente. Levanta los manos. Buenos días ustedes. ¿Cómo estás? Stay steady, stay steady for just a moment. Um, I just want to say I am blown away. This is the first service of the day, and I just got to say I think it's going to be the best service of the day. Clap for everybody that came this morning at 8.45 in the morning. And while you're standing, I want to just take a moment to really honor your pastors. I know that you know that you have the best of the best. I know that you know that God has gifted you and graced you with amazing leaders and shepherds. And the Bible says to give honor where honor is due. The sacrifice, the faith, the character, the integrity, the humor. Can we just take a moment and clap and thank God for our, our leaders. We're with you heart and soul. We thank you guys so much for your leadership. By the way, if you're looking for a church to get plugged into, you're looking to get involved, I would get planted here. And uh, these are people you can trust and follow. And we're going to do that. We're going to build a church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. Amen. All right, you can be seated today in the presence of the Lord. Grab a Bible. Go to Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. What a privilege and what an honor to be here in Miami. Let's go. Job chapter 42. Go to verse number one. I'm going to jump right in. For the sake of time, I want to preach a message today. You can write down the title. It's called, Your Story's Not Over. I came to tell somebody today that your story's not done. Anybody thankful that God is the author and the finisher of your faith? Come on, I think we should all clap right there. Anybody thankful that God's writing your story? And I came to remind you what you already know. That if you got breath in your lungs, you still got a shot with God. And the last chapter might not have been the best chapter, but I think God's getting ready to do something even better than you could imagine, even greater than you could pray for. I just think life should not be lived through the rearview mirror of what happened. I think it should be the windshield of faith that says, who knows what God's going to do in my life? Amen to that. And so let's believe together that the best is yet to come. Come on, clap one more time and thank God. We'll bring you guys back. Clap for the worship team. and the, That's a mood right there. Your story's not over. If I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, I'm, that's a word in season. That's a word for somebody right there. I live in L.A. and a lot of films, a lot of writers. I love a beautiful story. Anybody love watching movies? Any movie, movie buffs in the house? I love, I love a good story. You ever be at a dinner and someone's telling a story, you're just like, this is, so, this is such a good story. You, they, they finish it and you're just like, I want you to tell it again. By the way, if you're ever telling a story and someone says, wow, that's amazing, six times, it means you've gone too long. You should just wrap it up, just shut it down. 
But I want to tell you, your life is a story that's being written. God, who is the author and the perfecter of your faith, he's writing your story right now. I want to encourage you that maybe the last chapter is messy, had drama, had maybe difficulty. I think God has the power and the ability to spring you forth into your God-given potential. The Bible says, greater is he that is within you than he that's in the world. And actually things that the enemy intended for harm, God can turn around and he can use it for the good. Amen to that? He's writing your story. He's an author like Pastor Rich. Clap for Pastor Rich's books. Come on, Sandcastle King, Friend of Sinners, Single and Sakar. He's an author. God is writing your story. God is in control of your life. There's something about the sovereignty, something about the, the providential nature of God. He is in control. He is for you. In fact, the Bible says more than the sands of the seas, so are the thoughts of the Lord towards you. If you're wondering, is anybody thinking about me today? God's thinking about you. God's for you. The Bible says if God is for you, who can be against you? God is for you. He's writing your story. I just love this story about Job. When I was growing up, I used to think it was called the book of Job. Don't laugh at me. I just love this story because if you don't know the Bible very well, Job's an amazing story. You've got to listen to this one. Job was a wealthy man from the land of Ooze. I say he's from Lil Uzi. And Job has got it going on. He's wealthy, he's got cattle, he's got kids. Job's, he's, he's killing it. And one day God holds court and brings all these angels before him. And as he's about to talk to the angels, the devil rolls up. I call him Satan. <laughs> and God as Satan. Yo, man, where you been? And Satan's like, you know, don't laugh at me, man. I'm working. <laughs> Where you been? He's like, ah, you know, South Beach. <laughs> Vegas. And, uh, and he says, hey, uh, <laughs> have you seen my guy, Joe? I'm telling you, this guy's amazing. He is, he is blameless. He's upright. He fears God and he shuns evil. I just think those are four bars right there. He's blameless, he's upright, he fears God and he shuns evil. I hope God can brag behind your back one day. My man right here is blameless, he's upright, he fears God and he shuns evil. In other words, whatever God's about, I'm about. If God hates it, so do I. In fact, I just wanna tell you this year, level up. Instead of adding indulgences onto the plate, why don't you take some stuff away? Because you can live in such a way that God could be bragging behind your back. He says, Satan, you see my guy? This man's he's, he's nothing to mess with, man. Fears God, shuns evil, which I translate that, he hates the cowboys. 
fears God, shuns evil, blameless, upright. And, 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 and the devil says, <laughs> yeah, um, the reason why he's such a good guy is because you bless him. And I would probably be that happy too if I had that kind of blessing. But what if you gave him some adversity? What if you gave him some pain and some trial and some tribulation and some trouble? What if he went through some things and, and the Lord says, all right, let's see what happens. And in one day, Job loses almost everything. He goes through what is, I consider, one of the worst unimaginable days you could ever encounter. He loses all the cattle and all the kids and so many hearts, so much hardship. And he basically, at the end of this bad day, says, I gotta tell you something. I came into this world with nothing. I'm leaving this world with nothing. But I tell you what, blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, is there anybody in the 845 service that has faith to say, I don't care what you throw at me. You can take away my car. You can take away my house. But you can't take away my worship. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, give them a praise in the first service. He said, man, I came into this thing naked. I'm leaving naked. Praise the Lord. Did chapter two, uh, further, furthering the, uh, the, the, the court scene. The angels come again and the, the devil comes again. And this time God says to Satan, hey, what I tell you about Job? I told you this man fears God, shuns evil, blameless, upright. I told you that's my guy. And, the, and further, he's, Satan says, yeah, but the reason why he's still praising is because you have not messed with his health yet. He said, touch his health. Give him, give him a health scare. Put him in the hospital. By the way, can we, just, can we just pause and praise God for Pastor Rich's father and believe for a miracle healing? Can we just thank God? In the name of Jesus, we speak healing. In the Come on, clap with me right there. Give me some faith. In the name of Jesus. And so long story short, God says, all right, touch his health. And so Job, he, he, he gets boils head to toe and he's sitting there scraping off his skin and sitting there in the world of pain. And this time his wife comes to him and she says, Job, you ever have your spouse say your name in such a way it sounds like a cuss word? <laughs> Job, Joby, Job. You still gonna worship your precious God, Job? She's got resting church face. She is not happy girl. Some of you just getting that. And he said, hold on, hold on, sweetie. You, you, you telling me that we can only accept the good days from God? We, hold on, we didn't sign up to accept the bad days from God? Are you, hold on, you, your, your worship is predicated on having a perfect recipe of good days? We can't worship God through some tears and some agony and some defeat? He said, no, 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 we're not. I like this because this is the spirit of Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come on, anybody want to see your house? Follow and serve Jesus. So Job, he's sitting there, he's scraping off his skin, and, and his friends come up. 
<laughs> I like these guys, Bildad and Eliphaz and the boys. In the first seven days, they just sit there and cry. By the way, let me just encourage you. A lot of people want friends. I think you need to be a friend. The Bible says, he who desires friends must he himself first be friendly. You remember, you never reap what you don't sow. A lot of people want loyalty, but I've found in life you don't get loyalty until you give loyalty. I love Pastor Rich with all my, I love this man so much because he's been my friend. And I, 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 I'm blown away by his commitment to people, people in this church, people in Miami. Anybody thankful that this couple's been serving this city? They didn't just show up. Come on, they've been in this city 14 years together serving Miami. You gotta be a friend. Be a friend that shows up. For seven days, these guys sit with Job and they cry. And then after seven days, they start to kind of go in on their friend. And they start to kind of question and guess and go in and go like, well, Job, you must have done this. And surely you, because God would never just allow this. And so they start to speculate. They start to kind of accuse. And so the next few chapters are just Job going, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. And his friends going like, no, I'm sure that you did. And I love this. They go back and forth, back and forth. And then Job gets so mad, he finally starts, he, he ignores his friends. He starts yelling at God. Have you ever been? And so hurt, so upset that you've yelled at God. I always get a picture of, of Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. He's just up on that boat, just starts yelling at God. But watch how the story ends. Job chapter 42, go there onto the screens. It says, then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now and I will speak. I will question you and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. I just want to preach to somebody. You heard about your parents telling you about God, but I'm believing that in this year, you're going to see, you're going to taste and see for yourself the goodness of our God. So ears had heard of you, but now my eyes can see you. I'm believing as people get baptized today, you're going into that water one way, you're coming out a whole new way. Come on, clap for everybody that says, I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was dead, but I'm not alive. So, come on, somebody's gonna see Jesus. Somebody's gonna awaken to the reality and the goodness. I can see the cross. I can see the blood. I can see the goodness of my God. So my ears had heard of you. Now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, listen to Job. Therefore, I'm so mad at myself, I despise myself. And I repent in dust and ashes, says the servant Job. After the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to Eliphaz the Timonite, I'm angry with you and your two buddies because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. You have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. Can I just pause there for a second? When we're praying with people and encouraging people, let's do our best to represent a good God. 
Let's do our best to represent and speak life and truth and destiny over people's life. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so when we're encouraging people, let's to the best of our ability, paint a picture of a God that's merciful, a God that's faithful, a God that's compassionate, a God that's rich in mercy and slow to anger. Because he says to these guys, you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Namathite did what the Lord had told them and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house and they comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave them a piece of silver and a gold ring. And the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. I like that. The Lord blessed the latter. I don't care how it started. I'm just, I'm encouraged by how it's going to finish. I know, I know there were some bumps and some bruises along the way, but I'm believing that the latter is going to be better than the former. That whatever you went through when you were coming up, whenever you were growing up, all that abandonment, all that abuse, all that pain, all that trial, I feel like the Lord is about to bless you in the latter years even better than, come on, give him a praise if you believe it today. He's going to bless you. Let me give you some things. Let me give you some things to encourage you today. Write down number one. Job teaches us patience, perseverance, and the importance of holding our tongue. And I just like our theme for this year at Voo Church. We're waiting on God. We're not doing things in our own strength. We're waiting on God's strength. We're not manipulating our own timeline. We're waiting on God's timeline. So I'm waiting. Why am I waiting on God? Because the Bible says a day... It's like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day to the Lord. And so I'm waiting, to, I don't wanna be anywhere where God's not. And so I gotta have patience, I'm waiting on God. Some of you are waiting and believing to get pregnant. I'm believing in the name of Jesus that you're gonna get pregnant in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's wait on God. Let's, let's just trust in God. Some of you are single, but you're secure. And, and you're waiting to get married. You're waiting to get married. Praise the Lord. Just give God something to work with. ChristianMingle.com. <laughs> Faith without works is dead. Give God something to work with. Patience. Perseverance. The Bible says you have need of endurance. Persevere. I love Pastor Rich and a bunch of the guys ran the Miami Marathon. And before he ran it, Pastor Rich was asking me, because I ran L.A. the year before, he was, he was, you know, what do I do? And we're talking back and forth. And I said, the only encouragement I have, the only thought I got the whole marathon is whatever you do, don't stop running. I had a friend that before I ran my marathon, he gave me the same advice. He said, I was running, and at mile 14, I saw some of my coworkers had shown up, and some of my friends to support me. He goes, so I stopped and I hugged him and I talked to him and I caught up. And he said, when I started to try and run again, my body said, nah, fam. 
we're done. That's about enough for today. I think some of us, we go through hardship. We go through pain and difficulty. We're like, we're going to quit church for a bit. We're not going to be in Vucru this season. We're not going to be a servant leader for a time. No, I just believe if you don't quit, you win. The only winners in life are the people that just said, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep giving. I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep loving. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm going to keep blessing. Come on, give them a, I'm not done. I'm not throwing in the towel. Give them a praise if you're down to keep going. Shows me I need patience. I need perseverance. And I need, to, I need to know when to hold my tongue. I just like this because, you know, Job, after, you know, his buddies, you know, these knuckleheads, but by the way, get you some good friends. And, and knuckleheads are, are, are saying this, that, and the other. God starts yelling, I mean, Job starts yelling at God, and he's mad at God. And then God turns around and says, all right, um, my turn to talk. You know you're in trouble when God says, brace yourself. God says to Job, brace yourself, son. He said, let me ask you a question, Job. When's the last time you told the son to get up? He said, were you there? Let me ask you a question, Job. Were you there when the foundations of the earth were set? And then you ever, you ever speak on something and, and you get corrected and you're like, oh. That one's on me. That's my bad. That one's on me. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse two. Do not be rash with your mouth and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. Like I believe if God really walked in the room today, we would be like, That, that, like this, this generation makes me laugh because like we print this merch. Like, did you see that brand that came out? Jesus is my homeboy. I like that one, you know, because like the word homeboy used to be cool. It's not anymore, but you know, and I like Jesus. But like, to be honest, Jesus is our savior. He calls us friend, but make no mistake about it. We worship God with fear. We worship God with honor, with reverence and trembling. And I'm telling you, like Isaiah, if you ever saw God, you would say, woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. Oh, God, I can't even behold it. So God is in heaven and I'm on earth, so I'm gonna let my words be few. Some of us need to come before God, stop talking so much and start listening. That's why he gave you two ears and one mouth. God, prayer, by the way, prayer is not getting God onto my agenda. Prayer is me getting onto God's agenda. It's me closing my mouth so I can hear from heaven. What do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want to say, Lord? Where do you want me to go, God? It's not my kingdom, it's yours. It's not my will, it's yours. And so I'm going to let my words be few. Start talking, because I'm ready to listen. Just, I just love this. I just love this because, because God says, all right, all right, my turn. And I want to ask you, when was the last time you gave God a turn to speak? You never have to ask God to speak to you. You only have to ask for strength to hear his voice.
God is a talking God. And we hear from Job and we learn from Job that I need patience, I need perseverance, and I need to let my words be few. Write down number two today. God can restore you to better than before. <laughs> when we talk about restoration, you gotta know this about God. God specializes in broken things. He specializes with broken people. The world sees anything that's broken and throws it away. We treat humans, that's why cancel culture is so big. We think we could just throw people away. Oh, you made a mistake, you, 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 you messed up, you went through that hard time, and we, we treat people like they are disposable. But not God, God specializes. I like this one, he's the master of disaster. Whenever you see um, ruins, whenever you see what everybody else calls garbage, whenever you see something that's, a, the, that's just a mess, everyone else is running away for the hills, God's coming in to clean and restore and, and heal and bless and repair. In fact, just put this on the screen. Whatever the enemy has taken away, God wants to restore. To restore is to bring back to its former state. To bring back from a state of ruin, decay, disease, or the like. To repair, to renew, or to recover. God wants the enemy, by the way, he's the one that steals your health. He's the one that steals your blessing. He's the one that steals these things. But God comes in, and God wants to restore these things. I'll never forget when I was in high school, I had a buddy, his name was Kevin Nelson. And him and his father, they had this big, like, big garage, like this massive garage. And they were a father and son about all of my sophomore, junior, and senior year, they would tinker every day, felt like every day, they were restoring a 65 Mustang. And they were every day, they were buying parts, they were getting all the materials, and we watched our friend, we lost our friend for about three years, because him and his dad were going into this garage, and they were trying to repair this old Mustang. And I'm telling you, by the time he drove it to school, and by the time we all saw it, we were like, dang. I remember what it looked like when you first showed us. It was, it was a pile of garbage. But now this thing, my, Kevin, you're not that good looking, but I think you can get a girl with that thing. <laughs> See, when God restores things, he doesn't get them back to where they were. He gets them back to better than they were before. telling you baptism Sunday some of you you didn't make plans to get baptized but today God wants to restore your soul he wants to restore your mind he wants to restore your faith and when you come up out of that water today it's a sign that God is repairing my life God is doing work the Bible says for it is God who is at work in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure God is working on your life and he's repairing. Whatever the enemy stole from you, God wants to bring it back. God wants to bring it back better than it was before, stronger than it was before, healthier than it was before. I grew up in church, I'm a pastor's kid, and they used to sing this song growing up in church. I didn't really like it. You ever have worship songs where you're like, no, no. They used to sing this song, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. And we, you ever have one of those songs in church, they just keep singing it? And I was, I was like, again, I'm out. I'm not, in, I'm not in this one. And like we went to the enemy's camp 
and we took back what he stole from us. But I was thinking in my head growing up, some of y'all shouldn't be at the enemy's camp. That's what messed you up in the first place. Let some of us soldiers do it for you. I don't know if you're strong enough yet to go to the enemy's camp. You might stay too long. I like that thought, though, the older I get. I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. John 10.10 says the evil one comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Whenever you get with Jesus, he starts restoring you. He restores your eyes. He restores your soul. He restores your faith. He restores your confidence. Come on, anybody thankful today? I'm getting restored by the power. God's restored me better. I've never been more happy. I've never had more joy. I've never had this kind of peace. I've never felt this kind of freedom. I've never danced like this and talked like this because this is the grace of Jesus Christ. Come on, give him a praise today. If you're grateful for the restoration power that comes from the blood of of the lamb oh I love this God can restore you look what it says about Job Job chapter 42 and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends indeed the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before write down number three Job teaches us how to remain faithful to God in spite of losing everything I used to listen to this artist he had this great song he, he had this line he would say we are all one phone call away from our knees. It me meaning, one day life's going good for Job, and the next day he loses everything. Can I, let me ask you a question today. Could you still worship like you're worshiping right now if you got that doctor's report? If something happened in your life, could you still praise the Lord? Because Job teaches me, I'm not building my life on stuff. I'm not building my life on notoriety. I'm not building my life on a package deal. I'm building my life on Jesus. I just love that song we're singing today, Up On This Rock. I'm not building my life on anything other than the name and the love of Jesus. Amen to that? I just believe for a lot of us, we've got to get honest with God and say, you know what, God, will you forgive me? because I've needed some sweet package deal to get my praise right. And I'm reminded today, even if I lose everything, naked I came into this, naked I'm leaving, I came in with nothing, leave with nothing, but I'll tell you, I'm gonna worship you no matter what. No matter what the chapter is, the twists and turns of life, the story that continues to unfold in the hardest of times, I choose my faith over my feelings choose my God over even myself. I just love this about Job. In fact, what, what, write this, or look at this scripture, Hebrews. Look at this beautiful verse in Hebrews 10. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never abandon you. He will be with you in the highs and the lows of life. When you're on the mountaintop of success, there is God. In the valley of despair, there is God. So even if I lose everything, I'm inspired by Job's faith. Jesus lost everything, and yet God remained faithful. 
God showed up in power and love in his son's life. I want to encourage you, don't make deals with God. God, if you give me this, you give me that, you give me another thing, then I'll worship you, I'll tithe, I'll serve. No, you just say, God, I've got salvation. I've, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to walk the streets of gold. I'm going to sit at the banqueting table. I've already got more than enough. Come on, do you feel blessed already because of what you already have? Job lost everything, but the one thing he didn't lose was his faith. Think about that. He lost everything but his faith in God. See, the devil would try and steal so much from you, but the one thing he cannot touch is your faith in Jesus. You can't steal my faith. I'm gonna, come on, clap today if you believe it. I'm gonna believe on him, trust in him, follow him, serve him, even if I lose everything, even if I lose everything. I just love that. Pastor Rich, Pastor Rich Sr. Pastor Rich Sr. is going through the trial of his life. But I guarantee the enemy hasn't touched his spirit. <laughs> Pastor Rich, I guarantee today, we know Pastor Rich. He's listening to worship. He's got the word of God probably going into his ears because you can't steal my faith. Let's believe for some of us, we've gone through so much trial and tribulation, we kind of go like, ah, I don't know if this church thing is gonna work. I don't know if this is gonna, no, no, just keep trusting, keep believing, and keep following. Your story's not over. It's not over. Like, man, I went through this, and I went through that, and we had to go to Kansas City in the snow, and we would have won if we played in Miami, but we had to go to Kansas City, and it was, it was cold, and two is not built for the cold, and neither is our coach, and just, it was cold, and ah, but your story's not over. Come on, God's not done. He's not done. Write down the last one. Write down the last thought. I love this one. Bless those who hurt you. Look at this last scripture, Job 42, verse 10. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. Oh my goodness. When I read that, I said, oh, that's how God works. After Job prayed for his friends, then the Lord restored his fortunes. In other words, God said, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to take care of you, Job, and I'll give you double for your trouble. By the way, let me remind somebody today, God has a fast forward button. He can use it whenever he wants you. God can take you to places that your gift could never take you. God can elevate you and put you in rooms. You're going to show up and go, how did I get here? How do we get to another location? How do we get to an 845 service that slammed to the rafters? How do we get here? Only by the grace of God. And it says, it says, after, after, after Job prayed for his friends. <laughs> In other words, God says, I want to bless you, but son, I cannot bless chaos. Order precedes blessing. Some of us need to go home today and get your life cleaned up. Get your home cleaned up. Get your finances in order, but above all else, get your heart in order. We've got to make sure we're right before God if we want the blessing of God. Well, I just love this. 
the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus feeds 5,000 men plus the women and the children. He's going to perform a miracle with some fish and some bread. But before he performs the miracle, the first thing that he does is he sets them in groups and he brings order because he knows that his blessing is going to be so overwhelming that if it's not set up first with order, it's going to create chaos. It's going to create disorder. It's going to be a frenzy. So God always brings order. So it says, after Job prayed for his friends, then the Lord restored his fortunes. In other words, he's saying, I can't, I can't bless that which is not blessable. So, um, Job, I want to restore you fully and give you double for your trouble. I like that line, double for your trouble, because when I go get ice cream, I would never get one single scoop. People that get a single scoop scare me. You're telling me you walked in the shop and you got one scoop. What are you, disciplined? You sicko. All, that, all those flavors, you get one scoop. You're, you're wrong. Even if I get a single scoop, split it between two, two flavors. I'm, I'm godly. The Lord gives Job double for his trouble. After Job had prayed for his friends, then the Lord restored his fortunes. Why? Why does God do this? Because he said, I can't bless a heart that's filled with bitterness. I can't run my kingdom through unforgiveness. Can't put my hand and elevate those that are carrying wounds and hurts and resting church face. Can't do it. So God says, bless them. Bless those who hurt you. You ever pray for somebody and you're still mad at them? He's like, um, Lord Jesus, I want to lift up Bill Dad that accused me of all this wrong. And I'm going to bless Eliphaz who told me that I was this, that, and the other. And as he starts praying, compassion starts oozing. As he starts praying, love starts to build. I'm just telling you today, bless those that hurt you. When Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We would never have the gift of salvation unless we serve the God of forgiveness. Oh, come on, Boo Church, let's believe today. Your story's not over. There's still more in store. God's going to bless you. God's going to serve you. God's going to free you today. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Let's pray together. Let's pray together today. Jesus, we thank you for everything that you've given us. We believe today, God, that we can, to the best of our ability today, receive your grace, receive your mercy, and receive your strength. We're in need of you today, God. We want you to write our story. We give up the pen and we give up control. And we say, Lord, we know the last chapter wasn't what we had envisioned before, but Lord, we know that what the enemy intended for harm in our life, we believe you can turn around and you can use it for the good. And so, Lord, here's my testimony. Here's my altar. Here's my life. You can do with me as you see fit. Come on, if you want to surrender to the grace of God, lift a hand to heaven today. Father, I just believe in for a church that would be witnesses. They would taste and see that the Lord is good. God, we thank you that today you are greater than we can imagine. You are better than we could ever believe. And so even as Job was all 
opening his eyes to seeing you. We want to see you move in our lives. We love you more than life itself, God. Heal our hearts, heal our homes, heal our future. Today we decide to follow you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Thank you for listening to today's message. At VU, we believe we weren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, we want to create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I ask that you guide me in my present. And I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name. You made the decision to follow Jesus today. We want to partner with you in the next steps on your faith journey. Go to vuchurch.com/online. We love you.